Happy Sunday, everyone. On behalf of Center Up TV and Podcast Nation, we bring you the Lost Sock, a ministry of Compass, the church and laundromat. And I am Pastor Chris Ireland, the pastor of Compass. So welcome. We're going to address today another question that has come from uh, the people we minister to, (laughs) the ones that you never felt you could ask in church and see if we can find out an answer together. So today, what I was asked was, uh, it was actually a really good question, kind of comes out of the, one of the debates today. Does God have a gender? I mean, we call him God the Father. Well, listen to me talk. We call him God the Father. So is God male or is God beyond gender? Is God male or is he all genders? In other words, who is God? And what do we do with this? So my my answer is, well, first off, what I want to say is this is a really good question that took me a little bit of research to figure out. Um, Not so much that I didn't believe God was male, but... How do I how do I um how do I justify that? How do I explain that? How do I show other people that that's right? And this kind of leads into a part two. So look, next week you'll have to tune in to hear part two. But um, but is God male or is he all genders or is he genderless or is he above gender? What is God? So anyway, this comes out kind of um, what we call feminist theology, the fact that God is uh, both male and female. There was a, uh, I don't remember if it was a feminist Bible, I forget which version of the Bible it was, but there was one that used to address God, Elohim or El, as God our Father Mother. Uh, Is that right? So what I will say off the bat, God is, is male, he is a father. Now, let me explain why. So for those of you who think it's above gender, don't turn me off because you'll, you'll just see what I say. There might be an answer to something. At least it will lead into a good debate. So when we look at the Bible, and it doesn't matter which translation we look at, almost all the translations talk about God the Father. And one of the things that comes out of this is our idea of God, number one. We believe, now I come from Baptist background, we believe that God is a triune God. I think most of y'all heard of Trinity, the three in one. God is a triune God. There is not one God, the Father. There is not another God, the Son. And there is not a third God, the Holy Spirit. They are three distinct persons, but only one God. So this forms the basis of what my answer is. We have a triune God. Now, when we look into Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus was definitely a historical figure. 
That is, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's just too much evidence. So I've kind of heard that argument die down here over the last several years. There was some debate. Is Jesus a made-up character? Um, that debate seems to be over. Every reasonable person says Jesus Christ existed. Now, what there is a debate over is who was Jesus? We believe in the church that Jesus was the Son of God and the Virgin Mary. Because it says um, in the book of Luke, or book of Matthew, excuse me, uh, the angel Michael, or excuse me, the angel Gabriel talks to Mary and says, You will have bear a son, you'll name his, you will call his name Jesus. And Mary says, How can this be, seeing that I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her and said, The Spirit of God will come upon you. So in order to create life, to procreate for human beings, it takes a male and a female. If God is the male, it's just it just is. So when Jesus called God his father, he meant that in a literal sense. God really is our father which means he is male. Now, does this mean he's male for all of us? Well, I would say so. The reason I say that, Book of Romans, let's go up a little bit. Paul, and Romans is a really, really nice theological book. There's a bunch of theology stuff in there, stuff about God. But one of the things that comes up, and this is in Romans chapter 8, it says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That term Abba is very important when we look at whether God is male or female. Abba was a colloquialism for dad. The same way we say dad, daddy, here in the U.S., um, there are other cultures and languages that use similar familiar terms for father. Paul, through under the under under the, the Holy Spirit's guidance, wrote that we can also call God Father, Dad. And it's an amazing thing, because what comes out of this is not only is he, God the Father, the Father of Jesus Christ the Son, He is also our Father which means he's male. Now, let's say that uh, one of the arguments for, for gender is that women can't relate to God. Women have been subjugated. This was a cultural, um, not invention, but a cultural standard of the, cult of, of the ancient cultures at the time, of a patristic society. Well, there were some societies that did have goddesses and females, female deities. And what's interesting is we look at the ones around Israel at that time, that seemed to be the norm. Having a male-only god was unusual. You had in the um, Canaanite culture, there was a goddess Asheroth. In 
Egyptian culture. Anyone know who we had? Isis. And, and that's that's not the Isis today. Isis, the goddess Isis. In Babylonian culture, we had, uh, who do we have in Babylon? I do not even remember. But anyway, Babylonian culture had their own goddess. God and goddesses were common. And um, it would seem that if you had a goddess, a female ruler, leader, deity, that there was lift up women and give equality to women. When you look back in history, it did not work that work out that way on practical terms. We can actually see that today within Hinduism. Hinduism has a goddess, Kali. Kali was, uh, you would think being a goddess would elevate women when actually the opposite is true, even within followers of Kali. So just having a female deity within your belief system does not equate to female either superiority or equality, either one. So the question then, do we change the name of God? Do we hurt anything by changing the name of God? Do we lose anything by changing the gender of God? And what I would like to do is propose to you that we do. Because one of the reasons that God is male is is because of the Trinity, because of the substance of who God is. So, for example, I mentioned earlier about Jesus. To be the father of Jesus, the father of the Son, it needs a male. There was also something interesting when I was researching all the female deities in these different ancient religions and today's religions. Most of the myths, most of the stories on how earth formed come out of the woman. So the woman gave birth to the world. The woman gave birth to civilization and mankind, but the woman gave birth. And God, the triune God, it says he created it. So it's not only, you know, it's just a creative God. And if you do away with God as a male, you do away with that creative activity where it's more of a birthing activity. Now, does this mean that God only has male traits, whatever those male traits are? We don't see it in Scripture. We see God has gentleness. Gentleness is not necessarily what's considered a male trait. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about wisdom. God's wisdom is referred to in the feminine. She is more precious than rubies. She is to be desired greatly. So what is the spirit of wisdom? Female characteristics. We have kindness, gentleness, um, what wisdom. So there are certainly what are called traditionally female characteristics. But... It's in that respect, God is above gender. So he exhibits both characteristics of people because that's what God wants us to be is more as people. And, and just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it almost comes to the point, I think, and this is the one I was hesitating on saying, but it's like if you change the name of something, or someone, it makes everything better.
So, if we changed the name of God to a female, I don't know, call God, you know, I don't know, goddess, does that change anything? Or does it change anything for the better? And I would say not. And I think, this is what I want to talk about next week. I think the argument goes into our concepts of father, our concepts of family, and our experiences growing up in families with and without fathers. And I think that some of the bad experiences, unfortunately, some people have had kind of twists people view of what a male or male God is. All right. So I don't want to get into sensitive stuff. So I'm going to save that one for next week. But when we say that it is God, the father, it is God, the father. Does he show traits of both men and women? Of course he did, because he created mankind, men and women, in his image. But when we abandon the father language, we kind of do away with the heart of the Christian story. You know, it's said that father, as we, actually, you know what's interesting, and I just, I just realized this looking at my notes. We talk about the father almighty, we talk about Almighty Father, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal. Now, what, the, what had happened back in the, in, not ancient days, but olden times, both aspects of God came through. Or as it said, he was both at once. He was, oops, lost my notes. Oh. He was holy. Oh, there we go. He was holy and personal. He was mighty and gentle, both together. And if we take away God, we take away those qualities. So, it's just... It's just the way it is, I guess, is the best way I can explain it. It is not a culturally conditioned term. It is the proper name of God given by divine revelation. It's how he identifies with his son. It's how he relates to his son. And it's how he relates to us. And it's kind of foundational to our belief in the Trinity. Because without God the Father which makes him a male, we kind of lose something in the Trinity and we lose something as the Son of God in Jesus Christ, which is losing something within Christianity. So I don't know if this is right or wrong. I just know that it is. I know it does not offend women, but it's an argument that that, that is made. And the argument is, if we just change the gender of God, it'll be better. But God wasn't made by man. It's the other way around. Man was made by God. So, you know, that's the best I got, guys. Great question. Tough answer. I hope this made sense to you. 
Um, we could go on a lot about the gender of God, but this is the exact reason we exist here at the Lost Sock Radio, because these are the questions that we struggle with. These are the ones being asked. These are actually the types of questions not being asked because some Christians, preachers, get, a, I don't know if I want to say offended, but get uncomfortable because I got to struggle and work through the answers. Um, and it is, it's a tough one. So what I want to challenge you, you guys keep these questions coming because I love them. And the only way we kind of figure out answers is working through this and struggling together. If you have a question for us, be sure to write us on Facebook at the Lost Sock Radio. Send us a meal, a mail, email, some kind of mail at thelostsockradio at gmail.com. T-H-E-L-O-S-T-S-O-C-K-Radio.com at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll get these questions on the air. I am Pastor Chris Ireland with Compass, the Church and Laundromat. Here on Podcast Nation, a part of Center Up TV. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>